0: the ninth book of orlando furioso this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by thomas copeland orlando furioso by ludovico ariosto translated by sir john harrington book nine the argument orlando hastes his journey when he hears what costly food proteus his orc allows but by the way, moved with Olympia's tears, that did lament her late captived spouse, his hasty journey he awhile forbears. To wreak her wrong upon her foe he vows, which done, no longer in the place he tarries, by Reno false at the fair Olympia marries. Alas, what damage cannot Cupid bring a noble heart once thralled to his lore? That makes Orlando careless of his king. To whom of late most faithful love he bore, Who erst so grave and wise in everything, And of the church a champion was before, Now that in love's blind paths he learns to plod, Forgets himself, his country, and his God. Fain would I him disburden of this blame, Glad in my faults a fellow such to find, For to my good I feel me dull and lame, But prompt to ill and swifter than the wind he not bethinking him how great a shame it was to leave his helpless friends behind went where the kings of Africa and of spain did lie in field encamped with all their train yet not encamped i can them call for why they lay abroad dispersed with the rain some twenty ten or eight together lie or six or five or four or three or twain some farther off and some are lodged nigh all weary with their former taken pain HE MIGHT HAVE KILLED OF THEM A WORTHY CREW, yet HIS DUREDENA ONCE HE DREW. THE CAUSE WAS THIS, SO NOBLE WAS HIS MIND, TO MURDER MEN ASLEEP HE THOUGHT IT BASE. HE LETS THEM REST, AND SEEKS HIS LOVE TO FIND, BY EVERY PERSON AND IN EVERY PLACE. AND THOSE HE MEETS, WITH WORDS AND SPEECHES KIND, DESCRIBING HER APPAREL AND HER FACE, HE PRAYS OF ALL GOOD FELLOWSHIP TO SHOW, OR WHERE SHE IS, OR WHITHER SHE DID GO. When light approached and day began to break, By day he seeks her in the host of turks, His passion strong to make his reason weak Yield to the fit that in his fancy works. Some help it was he could their language speak, By which the safer he among them lurks. His words, his weeds, so like to theirs were seen, As though he bred in Tripoli had been. But when he saw his staying was for naught, At three days' end, away from thence he flang, He left no town of France and Spain unsought, Nay yet this pain could aught assuage that pang. Him autumn first this wandering humor brought, When fruits do fade, his fruitless love first sprang, And lasted still, his force and rage renewing, Both all the spring and summer next ensuing. Now, having travelled as his custom was from realm to realm, he came upon a day, whereas the river clear sometime as glass, that twixt the Britons and the Normans lay, was grown so high as now he could not pass. The snow and rain had borne so great a sway. By force whereof the bridge was overthrown, the passage stopped, the fords were overflown, and looking round about the short large, devising how to pass to the other side, he saw, a little way from thence, a barge that seemed toward him the course to guide, of which a certain damsel had the charge, to whom with voice aloud Orlando cried, entreating her, because his haste was great, within the barge him to afford a seat. The maid affirmed no price the barge could hire, and to command it he had no commission, but promised she would grant him his desire upon a certain covenant and condition, which was to undertake by sword and fire for to destroy an isle without remission a cruel isle a buddha called by name the wicked's place wherever creature came for no quoth she beyond the irish land there lies among the rest this graceless isle that yearly sends a wicked wights a band to rob to spoil to fraud and to beguile all women kind that happen in their hand they give for food unto a monster vile a monster vile that useth every day to have a maid or woman for his prey of merchants and of pirates that do come they get them store and of the fairest most now guess by one a day how great a sum of women kind within this isle are lost if then of love you ever tasted crumb make one within the king of ireland's host that make them ready shortly to proceed to take a fair revenge of this foul deed no sooner had orlando heard her out but vowed to be as forward as the first to join himself with that same worthy rout and now for love doth ever cast the worst within himself begins to cast this doubt lest that this wicked monster and accursed had got his lady for a dainty bit because he heard no news of her as yet and this conceit his mind so much possessed and in his heart made such a deep impression for both in nature he did still detest all such as unto others do oppression and much he feared his love among the rest might fall into the monster's vile possession. That straight he shipped, and by their due account, within three days he passed St. Michael's Mount. But having passed now the milk-white sand, of which the isle of Albion takes his name, the wind that in the south before did stand, with so great fury to the northwest came, in vain it was against the same to stand, and therefore to retire it was no shame. Back in one night the tempest drave them more than they had sailed three days and nights before. For when they saw it was no boot to strive against the fury of so fierce a wind, they went, even as the weather did them drive, until the stream of Antwerp they did find, where they to land with safety did arrive. There, lo, an aged man with years half blind, who deemed Orlando of that crew the chief, to this effect uttered to him his grief how that a certain dame of noble blood of virtue very great of beauty rare of sober cheer and of behaviour good though now oppressed with misery and care requested him except his haste withstood that she to him a matter might declare in which to ask his wise advice she meant to which orlando quickly did consent the lady's palace stood within the land to which the earl conducted was with speed where at the entry did the lady stand in mourning show, and sorrowful indeed, who brought Orlando sadly by the hand into a chamber hanged with mournful weed. First him by her to sit she doth beseech, and then in rueful sort she used this speech. First worthy knight, I would you understood, I was the Earl of Holland's daughter dear, who was to me so tender and so good, that though my brothers both were him as near, Yet my desire in nothing he withstood, Nor spake the word that I was loath to hear. Thus, whiles in state most steady I did stand, A certain duke arrived in this land, The Duke of Zealand, And his errand was to bisky there, Against the moors to fight. His age and beauty that did others pass, Moved me that had not tasted love's delight, Nor armed against his darts with steel or brass, To yield myself his prisoner without fight. Believing then, as still I do and shall, That he to me doth carry love not small. For while the wines contrary hear him stay, Though not for his, yet excellent for my drift, What time me each week was but a day, The pleasant hours did slide away so swift. We kept ourselves together day by day, Till at the last we made a so good shift, That ere we parted, we had so procured, Each was to other man and wife assured by reino was from hence but newly gone so is my dear beloved husband's name but that a great ambassador anon directly from the king of friesland came to treat a certain marriage upon with other of that nation of good fame that to my sire from holland did repair that i might marry with his son and heir but i in whom faith took so deep a root i could not change my new-made choice and though i would to strive with love it was no boot THAT WOUNDED ME SO LATELY WITH HIS BOW, TO STOP THE MOTIONS NEWLY SET ON FOOT, BEFORE THEY MIGHT TO farther MATTER GROW, I WOULD NOT GO, I FLATLY TOLD MY FATHER, THAT I TO DIE A THOUSAND DEATHS HAD RATHER, MY LOVING SIRE, THAT CHIEFEST CARE DID TAKE, THAT ALL HE DID MIGHT ME HIS DAUGHTER PLEASE, AGREEING TO MY WILL, AND FOR MY SAKE, MY GRIEF SO NEW CONCEIVED TO APPEASE, STRAIGHTWAY, THE MOTION OF THIS MARRIAGE BREAK. Which did so saw the Friesland king displease? He made sharp wars on Holland in short space. By force whereof he ruined all my race. For first he is of limbs and body strong to meet his enemies in open field, and then so politic in doing wrong he makes their force unto his fraud to yield. He hath his other weapons strange among, a weapon strange before this seen but sealed. A trunk of iron hollow made within and there he puts powder and pellet in all closed save a little hole behind whereat no sooner taken is the flame the bullet flies with such a furious wind that though from clouds a bolt of thunder came and whatsoever in the way it find it burns it breaks it tears and spoils the same no doubt some fiend of hell or devilish wight devised it to do mankind a spite and thus with this device and many other in open field our battles twice he brake and first in fight he slew mine elder brother the bullet through his curate way did make and next in flight he took and killed the t'other which caused my father's aged heart to quake who notwithstanding stoutly did intend his honour and my safety to defend But in a hold that only now was left him they him besieged that all the rest had won and by sharp battle all the rest had reft him where to a loop one leveled so a gun the blow thereof of life and sense bereft him so swift it came as none the same may shun a weapon vile wherewith a foolish boy may worthy captains mischief and annoy thus was my father and my brothers slain before this furious king his war would cease and i sole heir of holland did remain which made his former fancy more increase he thinks by match with me my land to gain and offered to my people rest and peace if i Arbante marry his son which i before refused to have done and i as well for hatred i did bear most just to him and all his generation by whom my sire and brothers killed were by whom was spoiled and robbed all our nation, as that to break my promise I did fear, which I by Reno made with protestation, that howsoever fortune's wheel should turn, yet none should marry me till his return, made answer this, that if for every ill I now abide, I should have thousands more, though they my corpse with cruel torments kill, I would not break my promise given before my countrymen persuade me change this will first praying me then threatening me full sore except i do to yield me and my land desired prey into mine enemy's hand but finding still their threats and prayers vain and still that in my former mind i stayed me and my country by a privy train unto the king of friesland they betrayed who thinking now with flattery meet again first bid me not to fear or be dismayed then offered free to give me lands and life if I would be a son arbante's wife. Then I that see myself enforced so, although I meant that death should set me free, yet loath as unrevenged hence to go on those that had so greatly injured me, did muse on many means to help my woe. At last I thought dissembling best to be, wherefore I feigned that I was relented, and that to have his son I was contented. Among some servants that my father had two brethren strong and hardy, I did choose, most apt to do whatever I them bade, and for my sake, no danger to refuse for each of them was brought up of a lad within our house. I did their service use in war and peace, and found their faiths as great as were their hearts to any hardy feat to these two men, I open made my mind, they promised me their service and their aid one into flanders went a bark to find the other with myself in holland stayed now was our day for marriage assigned when flying news the strangers made afraid with many sails by reyno was reported into these parts newly to have resorted for when the first conflict and broil was fought wherein my brother cruelly was slain i straight by letters with by reyno wrought to make all speed to succour us from spain but while provision for each thing was sought the friesland king gat all that did remain by Reno, hearing not what late was past conducts his navy hither in great haste the friesland king that heard of his repair doth leave the marriage for his eldest son and to the sea he goes with navy fair they meet they fight the king of friesland won and to expel all comfort with despair by Reno, prisoner ta'en i quite undone Abroad by Reno, captive like was carried, at home unto his enemy I was married. But when he thought in arms me to embrace, and have that due that wives their husbands owe, my servant standing in a secret place, which I to him did for this purpose show, affords him to his sport but little space, but with a poleaxe strake him such a blow, that staggering straight and making little strife, he left his love, his living, and his life and thus this youth born in unhappy hour came to his death as he deserved well in spite of all his sire kaibosko's power whose tyranny all others did excel whose sword my siren brothers did devour and from my native soil did me expel and meant to enter upon all my lands while i by marriage should be in their hands But when we once performed had this deed, and taken things of greatest price away, before that any noise or tumult breed, out of the window we devised a way, and packing thence with all expedient speed, we came to see before the break of day, whereas my servant waited with a barge, as he before received of me in charge. I know not if Kaimasko took more grief or wrath or rancour kindled in his mind to see his son that lay past all relief to find no thing of value left behind. Then, when his pride and glory should be chief, then when to make a triumph he assigned, and hoping all were at a wedding glad, he finds them all as at a burial sad. His hate of me and pity of his son torment him night and day with endless grief, but sith by tears no good the deed is done, and sharp revenge assuageth malice chief from doleful tears to rage he straight doth run, and seeks of all his sorrow this relief, to get me in his hands with subtle trains, then me to kill with torments and with pains. Those of my friends or servants he could find, or that to me did any way retain, he all destroyed, and left not one behind, some hanged, some burned, and some with torments slain to kill by Reno once he had assigned, of purpose only to procure my pain, but that he thought his life would be a net the sooner me into his hands to get. Wherefore he set a hard and cruel law, except by Reno could in twelve months' space find means by fraud or forces me to draw, to yield myself a prisoner in his place, such princes are that have of God no awe, then die he should without all hope of grace, so that to save his life, My death alone must be the means, For other can be none. All that by pain or cost procure I could With diligence I have already done. Six castles fair in Flanders I have sold, The money spent, and yet no profit won. I sought to bribe those that him kept in hold, But they my craft with greater craft did shun. I also moved our neighbours near and far, English and Dutch, on him to make sharp war. But those I sent... When they long time had stayed, I think they would not, Or they could not speed. They brought me many words, but little aid. My store decreased, but greater grew my need. And now the thought whereof makes me afraid, That time draws nigh when neither force nor meed, As soon as full expired is the year, From cruel death can safe preserve my dear. For him my father and his sons were slain, For him my state and living all is lost, for him, those little goods that did remain, I have consumed to my great care and cost. For him, with heart's dis and body's pain, with troublous waves of fortune, I am tossed. Now, last of all, I must lay down my life to save my spouse from blow of bloody knife. And finding that my fortune is so bad, I must, to save his life, lay down mine own to lease mine own i shall be fain and glad where sorrow springs of seeds that love had sown this only fear and doubt doth make me sad because i know not how it may be known if i shall sure release by Reno's bands by yielding me into the tyrant's hands i fear when he hath shut me in his cage if all the torments i shall then endure his fury to Byreno may assuage whose liberty i study to procure i rather fear lest following his rage when he shall find he hath us both so sure he will not care his oath and vow to break upon us both at once his wrath to wreak behold the cause where i did long so sore to speak with you demanding your advice as i have oft of others done before Yet found I none so hardy nor so wise that would assure his freedom to restore, whose love doth me to hate myself entice. The cause, no doubt, is this: they stand in fear of those his guns, whose force no steel can bear. But if your virtue do not disagree with this your comeless shape and manly show, let me request you, sir, to go with me, where I myself in prison shall bestow, and promise me to set by Reino free. IF SO THE TYRANT FROM HIS PROMISE GO, FOR I SHALL DIE WITH GREAT CONTENT AND JOY, IF BY MY DEATH BY Reino SCAPE ANNOY. HER DOLEFUL TALE THE DAMSEL HERE DID END, WHICH OFT WAS INTERRUPTED WITH HER TEARS. ORLANDO, LOVING NOT THE TIME TO SPEND IN IDLE TALK, ALL ANSWERS LONG FORBEARS, BUT IN HIS MIND HE FULLY DOTH INTEND TO FOIL HER FOES AND RID HER OF HER FEARS. He briefly said that she should him command to do much more than she did him demand. He means not though that she herself should yield unto the cruel tyrant as a pledge, except his sword, that failed him but sealed, had on the sudden lost his force and edge. He means, like common birders in the field, to catch the birds and never hurt the hedge, and thus resolved to do this worthy deed from Flanders. Now by sea they go with speed. The skilful pilot doth a vessel steer some time on the one, some time on the other side, the Isles of Zealand, some before appear, and some behind, as fast themselves do hide, and straight to Holland they approached near. Orlando went to land, but bids her bide. His meaning is that she shall understand the tyrant's death before she come on land. Himself, forthwith, was mounted on a steed, a dark brown bay, with white star in his face both large and strongly-limbed like flemish breed but not so full of life nor swift of pace yet good enough to serve him at his need whenas his brilliador was not in place and thus he came to dordrecht where he found with men of arms the gates environed round the ways, the walls, with armed men watched were, for tyrants still are most of such condition, and chiefly new, that ay they stand in fear, and further now some news had bred suspicion, how that an army great approached near, well stored with men and stuffed with munition, the which, they said, by Reno's cousin brought, by force his kinsman freedom to have wrought. Orlando wills a watchman carry word unto their king how that a wandering knight desires to prove his force with spear and sword, whom if the king could overcome in fight, then he should have the lady by accord that slew Arbante on his wedding night, for he had taken her into protection, and could deliver her to his subjection. But craved, eke the king should bound and be by promise firm, if he were overcome, to set his prisoner, called by Reno, free. And of his message this was all the sum, and this was told unto the king. But he that of true virtue never tasted crumb, bent all his will and wit against all reason to falsehood foul, to false deceit and treason. He makes account, if he this night can stay, the which to do he means great means to make, that then the lady quickly get he may, and make him yield her for his safety's sake he sendeth thirty men a privy way him to enclose about and prisoner take who fetching compass to avoid suspicion at last arrived where they had commission in this meantime with words he foated out the worthy earl until he saw his men according as he bade them come about enclosing all the way behind and then out of the gates he rusheth with a rout of men on horse and foot of three times ten, as hunters do enclose the beasts in woods, or fishers do enclose the fish in floods. So doth the king Kaimasko care and strive to stop the ways, with all foresight and heed, and meaneth sure to have him tain alive, and thinks the same is such an easy deed, that of those guns, with which he did deprive so many lives, he thinks there is no need. For such a weapon serveth very ill, where he did mean to take, and not to kill." as cunning fowlers do the birds reserve that first they take in hope of greater prey and makes them for a bait and stale to serve to take the rest by sport and pretty play so means the king alive him to preserve but unto this orlando's force said nay he means not to be handled in that sort but breaks the nets and marreth all the sport the noble earl, with couched spear in hand, doth ride, Whereas he finds the thickest press. Two, three, and four, that in his did stand, The spear doth pierce, nor at the fifth doth cease. It passed the sixth the broadness of a hand, Nor that same handbreadth maketh any peace. The seventh, so great a blow therewith he strake, That down he fell, and never after spake even as a boy that shoots abroad for sport, and finds some frogs that in a ditch have bred, doth prick them with an arrow in such sort one after other, until such store be dead, as that for more his shaft may seem too short, from feathers filled already to the head. So with his spear Orlando him bestirred, and that once left he draweth out his sword, that sword that never yet was drawn in vain against whose edge doth armour little boot at every thrust or blow he gave was slain a man on horse or else a man on foot the edge whereof with crimson still doth stain and where it lights it pierceth to the root the friesland king repents him now too late that he for haste his guns behind forget with voice aloud and many boisterous threat he bids them bring his gun but none doth hear who once within the gate his foot can get he dare not once peep out again for fear but when he saw none by his words did set and that almost they all departed were he thought it best to save himself by flight from so great force of this same furious night he back retires and draws the bridge for haste because orlando now approached so nigh and had not then his horse him speeded fast as though he did not run but rather fly orlando would have made him sore aghast who caring not to make the poor sort die passed by the rest and kept the king in chase that saved himself by his good horse's pace but yet ere long again he doth return and brings with him his iron cane and fire wherewith he doth beat down and bruise and burn all those whom he to mischief doth desire he hopes this weapon well shall serve his turn yet for all this he means to come no nigher but like a hunter privily doth watch watch. where he the heedless beast may safest catch. The king with this his engine lieth in wait, a weapon tearing trees and rending rocks, whose force no fence can ward with any slight, it gives so sound and unexpected knocks. Thus, having lain a little at recite, and watched his vantage like a crafty fox, when once the earl within his reach he spied, he setteth fire unto his piece's side straight like a lamp of lightning out it flies and sendeth forth withal so great a sound as seemed to shake the everlasting skies and to remove the unremoved ground the shot gainst which no armour can suffice but breaketh all that in the way is found doth whiz and sing and kindles as it went yet did not that effect the tyrant meant for whether twere his over-hasty speed or too great will to hurt did make him suave or whether fear possessed him in the deed that not to guide his hand his heart could sarve or whether god of mercy mere and meed was pleased his champion longer to preserve it only strake the horse with so great pain that down he fell and never rose again the horse and horseman down together fell down lay the horse up quickly rose the knight and on his feet was straight recovered well more earnestly bent than before to fight. And as the stories of Antaeus tell, in whom each fall increased more his might, so, though Orlando with his fall was troubled, his force and fury seemed to be doubled. But when the king of Friesland plainly saw how this bold knight grew fiercer than before, he thought it best by flight himself withdraw. His fainting heart with fear was pierced so sore aside he turns the horse's foaming jaw now full resolved to prove his force no more orlando with such speed doth him pursue as doth an arrow from a bow of yew and what he could not riding erst achieve he doth the same and more upon his feet and runs so swift as few men would believe except themselves had present been to see it until at last so hard he him to drive he overtook him in a narrow street and with his sword he cleft his head in twain the senseless corpse doth on the ground remain now as orlando did this feat contrive there grew new broils from thence a little distance for then by Reno's cousin did arrive with men on horse and foot for his assistance and finding none that durst against him strive he entered had the gates without resistance so late a fear was in the people bred, That none of them durst come to make a head. The silly burghers knew not what to say, Nor who these were, nor what was their desire, Until the Zealanders themselves bewray Both by their speech and manner of attire. Then made they peace, and promised them straightway To do whate'er the captain should require, Against the men of Friesland then to aid, Who yet in prison still by Reno stayed for why, that people always had in hate the king of Friesland and his men of war, their duke's late death and altering their estate had moved their minds, but that that all did mar was overtaxing them in such a rate as always breeds a great dislike and jar. Orlando, twixt these men, made such conclusion as turned under the Friesland men's confusion, for straight to ground they threw the prison gate, they fetched the prisoners out without a K. By reno to the earl is not ungreat, WITH THANKS, A PART OF HIS DUE DEBT TO PAY, AND THEN THEY GO, TO SHOW BY STATE TO FAIR OLYMPIA, THAT AT ANCHOR LAY, FOR SO THEY CALL THE LADY chaste AND FAIR, THAT OF THAT COUNTRY WAS UNDOUBTED HEIR, SHE THAT WAS THITHER BY ORLANDO BROUGHT WITHOUT ALL HOPE OF ANY SUCH SUCCESS, WHO LATELY, SILLY CREATURE, ONLY SOUGHT HER DEATH MIGHT BRING HER LOVER FROM DISTRESS, now was her safety and by Reno's rot when she supposed and looked for nothing less the joy cannot with many words be told wherewith the tun to t'other did behold the people do the damsel fair restore unto the state that unto her was due but she that vowed herself for evermore to be unto bareno lover true persisting now as faithful as before nor fearing any harm that might ensue doth grant to him for love and mere affection of her and her estate the full protection. Reno leaves his cousin in his place, to guide that country with sufficient guard, his loving wife in Zealand he will place. That done, with forces marched to Frieslandward, and hopes to conquer it in little space, if that his fortune were not over hard, and that which most assured him of this thing, he had in hold the daughter of their king, whom he did mean to marry, as men say, unto a younger brother of his name. Orlando shipped himself that present day, Verena with him to his shipping came, and offered him a large part of the prey, because his valour chiefly won the same. Who nothing took but that same engine rare, which we before to lightning did compare. Nay, took he this away because he meant to prove the force thereof upon his foe, or use the same when he to battle went, his courage would not suffer him to do so. To hurl away the same was his intent, where it mankind might never damage mow. He lets nor powder nor the shot remain, nor aught that did unto the same pertain. And, when that now the shelves and shallow shore some twenty leagues or thereabout was left, no land discerned behind, nor yet before, upon the right hand, or upon the left, because said he hereafter nevermore may any knight of life limb bereft by thee or coward vaunt him with the stout lie there alow until i fetch thee out o cursed device found out by some foul fiend and framed below by Belzebub in hell who by thy mean did purpose and intend to ruin all that on the earth do dwell from whence thou camest, i thither thee do send this said the peace unto the bottom fell orlando maketh all the speed he may himself unto ibuda to convey i say the noble earl in haste him hide unto that cruel isle to find that wight whom he more loved than all the world beside on whom his thoughts were running day and night nor would he by the way one whit abide lest of new stay might new occasion light and cause him, when he had his purpose missed, To cry with late repentance, Had a whist. His course he means of neither side to bend, Nor south nor north, Such haste he means to make, But goes as that blind archer doth him send, That deep with dart of golden head him strake. And here awhile to leave him I intend, Returning to the match of which I spake, For you may think I lost it in the carriage if you should hear no more news of the marriage great feasts were made in holland and great sport because of this new match and copulation but greater shall in zealand by report for which there was great care and preparation yet would i not you thither should resort except you knew by Reno's inclination for chances fell that spoiled all the cheer as in the book ensuing you shall hear End of book nine.